0: Hello everyone, Pastor Nick Tarter coming to you from my office here at at New Covenant Fellowship in Bethany, Oklahoma. What you're getting ready to listen to is part two of a spiritual gifts workshop that we've been doing on Sunday mornings with Pastor Dwight Conkle, one of our elders here at New Covenant Fellowship. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1, the Apostle Paul commands that we pursue love and earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that we may prophesy. And we take this command very seriously because, again, it's a command of scripture and the apostolic teachings are the teachings of Christ. And so if we want to follow Christ faithfully, we we want to apply these things in our lives. And so Pastor Dwight does a wonderful job and we're so thankful that you're listening in uh, because this is going to be a great opportunity to dig deeper into this subject. And we hope that the result of this is more Christians engaged in the spiritual gifts and understanding what their spiritual gifts are. So if you have any questions about this, you're welcome to reach out to us. Uh, my email is real simple, PastorTart, P-A-S-T-O-R-T-A-R-T at gmail.com. I'll be glad to answer any questions you may have. Uh, and if you're interested in our church, I'll also be glad to help you with any information you're looking for. You can always visit us also at ncfokc.org. God bless and enjoy this episode of the podcast.
1: ...original uh, when we made some extra copies this morning, so... Uh, you can ignore that or um, enjoy it. Either way, your choice. Um, Pastor Nick, do we have that when you have a chance to put up that uh, slide show again? So, uh, who sighed over somebody this week? Dennis? Beth? Great, great. Who prayed for somebody this week? You actually? Good, good. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, oh lots, almost everybody. That's wonderful. How many of you received something from God, whether it was to pray for somebody or somebody praying for you? How many How many? God spoke to you this week? How many of you are excited about and, and more motivated to move in the gifts that God has given you? You're getting more motivated as you have more understanding. Great. Is there anybody who would like to share just real briefly what, what you experienced this week? You want to share?
2: Uh, the hardest prophecies to give to somebody is somebody you don't know at all. And uh, the Lord laid on me a, a brother, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just delivered what I believe the Lord had for him, and I guess he would have to say if it really registered to him. So.
1: I'm actually going to disagree with you, Dennis. I think it's easier to prophesy over somebody you don't know. In fact, when Matthew and Don are coming next weekend, we don't tell them, "Now this is Mark and and this is Jamie." We don't tell them about you because they uh, prophetic people, before they minister to people, they don't want to know your backstory. They want to be sensitive uh to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. And and I find it sometimes distracting when I when I'm going to pray for somebody because my my Rational mind is feeding me information. Oh, you know this person. That da 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 da. And so I actually disagree with you there. I think it's easier. So, um, but thank, thank <laughs> you for sharing that. It is a bigger risk. On the other hand, and when you say it's harder, I think that's what you're referring to. Yeah, it's a bigger risk to walk up to a stranger and say, uh, "Can I pray for you? I think God wants wants you to know this." So, um, go ahead and take the risk. Amen. Do you want to share?
3: Well, so I meet with a prayer group on Thursdays at SNU and um not everybody, you know, believes the same way about things. Really? And not <laughs> yeah. Everybody no. The same? No. Right. <laughs> and so we were we're praying and we a, a gal was sharing how she had had this um experience where she was woken up with a name on her lips and um so she was sharing all of that. And while we were talking, I just felt compelled to say, you know, because she she was really perplexed about, I don't know what this means. I don't know if I'm supposed to pray for this person. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. And I just got this clear picture of um, when, this is maybe kind of a little bit in the weeds, but you know, when you start a electronic funds transfer from your bank account like you're going to authorize somebody to do that right and sometimes they'll go out and hit your account with a penny charge to see if your account is viable and it's open and I just was like you know maybe that's what God's doing with you there he's like hitting your account to see if your that that pathway is open and you're receptive and you're you know ready to receive whatever else he's got and she just had this look on her face and she was like yeah that's exactly what it is so and I was like wow I don't know where that came from (coughs)
1: Could you all hear that? Yeah, amen. So you were building faith. You were encouraging and edifying somebody and, and I'm sure you did as well, Dennis. And yes, we don't oftentimes see the result, um, but um anybody have a question about something that happened this week and you 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 were just thinking, Well, I wonder what this means or what to do with this. Anybody have a question before we get into the the outline and start reviewing? no questions okay <laughs> okay all right okay so my notes <laughs> on your notes if you have if you have the one that Debbie's passing out today it says because God says so <laughs> why why are we doing this why are we learning about motivational gifts because God says so because God is speaking to numerous people saying all hands on deck all of us are needed because of what the Holy Spirit wants to do in terms of drawing people into his kingdom. The the whys of being trained and equipped in spiritual gifts are so that we understand and have more sensitivity to be led by the Holy Spirit in prayer because everything begins with prayer. Can you say amen? So, you know, if we just want to move in a gift but we're not willing to sit in God's presence and listen and wait and offer our... our our whole selves to Him, then we're going to end up with a shallow experience and a a more mixture. But we want a pure release of the Holy Spirit. So intercession and prayer ministry teams with diverse giftings, people uniting together, bringing the kingdom of God. Uh, It's been said, you catch them, you clean them. In other words, we want to help people come into the kingdom of God. But just like you and me, everybody has issues in their life, areas of brokenness or unbelief. And so we have a responsibility as as kind of like birthing um, parents or, or midwives. We want to help somebody not just pray a prayer or not just come to a meeting, but we want to walk with them into the kingdom and into the realms of the holy spirit for their healing and their restoration can you say amen so that's why we're doing this all right so uh, just a couple things from uh, uh, also from the objectives there Uh, we're we're learning about God's purpose that's the why I just gave you some of the why's Uh, we understand that we have a mix of gifts and when we're operating in those gifts that are our gift mix we have more grace Uh, we're, we are more energized. But when we're operating outside of our gift mix, then we need more grace. So this week, you may have thought, oh, I wonder if I should da 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 do this, or maybe you were motivated to do something. And if it's not your natural gift, but you saw the need, you can ask God for grace. Always, it's a matter of obedience, all right? So we activate through prayer, and then our action, and we are learning about our gift mix. All right, so I'm going to skip, uh, look at the Romans 12 list there, prophetic perceiver, perceiver. Now what I what I was thinking, this just was some things I was thinking about this week. Okay, we've got this list of seven gifts that are motivational gifts, how we're wired, how we tend to respond in a situation when we, we see a person or a circumstance. And then think about 1 Corinthians Chapter 12, the nine gifts that are listed there of the Holy Spirit, charismata, manifestations of God's grace. That's literally what it means. Now, um, if if you are motivated as a prophetic perceiver, I was going to ask you this, but since I already wrote it down, what, what what linkage might you have if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, which spiritual gifts are probably going to manifest in you? Well, they're written there faith okay prophecy discerning of spirits words of knowledge if that's not written on your on your paper that's that's just what I was thinking about this week because in Romans 12 it says if anyone's pro- going to prophesy let them prophesy according to their measure of faith so God has given everybody a measure of faith i'm going to share when i'm preaching this morning that i'm not in the same place as i was several months ago because God has increased my faith, and I'm, I'm at a different level of faith. And so when I walk into a situation like Friday night or last night here in the, in the worship times, I, I, just, I just expect to prophesy, and that's been growing in me over a period of months. So there's a measure of faith. So then I'm, I'm also aware, though, that of these nine spiritual gifts, some of those also are going to come into play alongside of my motivational gift. Does that make sense? Yeah? Okay? So, for example, teacher. Well, a teacher is probably going to be anointed or have the manifestation of God's grace in them. How? Words of wisdom? Because you will look to a teacher for an explanation. You might look to a teacher and say, you know, I'm wondering what to do in this situation. And because they're oriented toward finding the truth and expressing the truth, if they're filled with the Holy Spirit, you're looking for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to come through them. An encourager. An encourager probably going to... He wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He wants to be able to prophesy in order to encourage and build up. An encourager probably is going to be also wanting to be used by God to perform miracles. Now, is it well, you know, what is that what is that about? Well, that's another uh conversation probably than right now. But God still works miracles, amen? amen. Serving. Giving. Hey, if you're if you're motivated to give, you need what? Faith. You need supernatural faith, right? To know God is my source. Okay, Lord, I'm gonna obey you. I'm gonna release this into your kingdom because I know you are my source. A ruler, again, needs wisdom, discerning of spirits, a mercy giver. Listen, if you're motivated out of the heart and compassion, sorry, out of the heart and compassion of God, what spiritual gift is probably going to be one you're going to have manifested through you when you're filled or baptized in the Holy Spirit? The gift of. Well, yes, the, yes, in Romans 12, but I'm talking 1 Corinthians 12. Healing. Different kinds of healing. Do you understand what I'm saying? You look at somebody and, and they're in pain. You feel you empty toward that person. Compassion wells up in you. Well, the 1 Corinthians 12, one of the spiritual gifts is diverse kinds of healing. Different kinds of healing. And especially if you've prayed for people before who have toothaches and they got healed and you see somebody with a toothache you're going to be highly motivated to go over and ask them if you can pray for them can you say amen now is this making sense the gifts the gifts interweave together they're part of how god has designed you and the more you are filled and baptized in the holy spirit the more the nine spiritual gifts are going to be manifested in you when a need occurs does that make sense
4: Right now, the gift of faith has been working in me to the point I believe with all my heart that Vicki Edwards will be healed.
1: Amen. Thank you. Glory to God. So let's pray for it. Go ahead. Lord, healing of
4: the eyes is no big thing for you. You've shown us that the very reason you came, one of the reasons is that you are the great healer you have the power of our very God working in you that has been allowed to be given to us through the Holy Spirit so that others might be touched come to life in many areas in their life and to be healed physically I thank you right now for what you are doing in Vicki right this very moment thank you Lord Jesus
1: Go ahead, just cry out to him. Lord, thank you for bringing healing in Vicky, healing her eyes. Thank you, Lord. You've already promised. You're already at work. You're already doing it, Lord. Thank you. We praise your name, oh God. We call upon you uh-uh, with thanksgiving, Lord, thanking you in advance. <laughs> Glory to God. Bill Gothard tells a story that one time they were in a meeting. And if you know who Bill Gothard was, you know that this was very uncharacteristic because it's not his paradigm or background or experience theologically or doctrinally, but anyway, um, um, he was in a meeting, it was a staff meeting, and somebody shared, oh, uh, somebody is dealing with cancer, that's why they're not here. So he stopped the meeting and he said, well, let's cry out to God. And the whole group of people began to cry out in a loud voice to God, and she was healed. And he thought, wow, the power of crying out. You know, sometimes we just don't open our mouth. Sometimes we just, we'll, well, I'll just think my prayer. And that's, that's enough. But sometimes God wants you to make the sound. Do you understand what I mean? Together, in unity, like Paul and Silas singing praises unto God in the prison and the earthquake came and opened it, or the twelve... Alright, anyway, let's go on. Um, so, the, what, what, what I wanted to do with that is see that the, the seven gifts that are motivating inside us, the way God has wired us, link up with the nine spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, which we are eagerly desiring. Hello? That would have been a good place to say, Amen. Don't just say, Well, i got, I got mercy. And stop! Ask God for healing gifts to be manifested in you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Don't just stop. Well, I feel like the Lord... Um, um, you, you know wants me to he he gives me wisdom to give direction and and to lead and and to to uh to to set an example for people as a leader well, that's great ask for wisdom come on, amen. do you hear what i'm saying and if you when you see people who are motivated in a certain way, pray for them that God will fill them with the holy Spirit because he wants to magnify himself he wants to glorify himself through you come on amen, amen. all right so so we that we will talk more about spiritual gifts. The only one we've really been emphasizing is prophecy in first Corinthians twelve prophecy and first Corinthians fourteen because Matthew and Don are coming next week, and they're gonna do a lot of prophetic ministry and prayers and words of knowledge, but just be aware of them all right um um gifts and okay gift mix, sorry, I'm skipping um on this on page two of four. Um, gifts are in our spirit. I just want to review that and, and say, remind us that gifts are gifts are not in my mind. Okay, they're not in my emotions. Okay, gifts aren't aren't made better or stronger if I'm louder or more emotional. Do, does that make sense? Um, um, they are in, but they are by the Holy Spirit. I don't know where that is on the outline. Um, Season black. Oh, okay. I'll get there in a minute. Um, We'll just if you want to stay there, that's good. I'm almost there. So, uh, if our mind is not renewed, then the weaknesses of our character get in the way of people receiving from God through us. Can you say Amen? All right, or O me. All right. So, prophetic perceiver. um, This has this is an internal motivation of seeing, perceiving, sensing. All right. and and once things kind of sees things in black and white, but again, um, when they're not, if you want to go to the the, the next one, because I'm, I'm just I'm, I want to get to the last slides. Perceivers always moving their gifts, seeing things right. They can become judgmental instead of prayerful. Um, Stephanie shared with us last week. Um, yeah, we we need to be motivated to pray for people, not just point out what's wrong or think. Yep, uh, they can appear blunt. Uh, they tend to be very introspective, maybe, um, very um, melancholic in temperament, perhaps. All right. Any questions about perceiver or prophetic motivation? Anybody have a question? Fine. It's a workshop. Comment, question. Okay. We'll go on. Um, teacher. All right. In a mind that is renewed by the Spirit and the Word of God, They expound on truth. They take difficult concepts and they make them easy to understand. Uh, They use sound, rational, instructive reasoning. Okay, Uh, (laughs) they can debate, (laughs) even be argumentative. You ever see in Facebook two people that are teacher-motivated and they're going at one another? (laughs) Yeah, but it says this. But it says this. But in history, this. And but in... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, teachers can get like that. Uh, they tend to be self-motivating, self-starting because they want to research. They're motivated to read. Pick up the book and read. St. Augustine came out of a life of debauchery and sexual sin and and um, uh, complete disregard for God's commands. He was sitting in a garden and he heard an audible voice of a child say to him, pick up and read. And so he knew he knew what, he knew what the voice was about because his mother had been praying for him and following him around different countries where he would go and she would live there and just intercede for him and intercede for him St Augustine became one of the greatest doctors and theologians in the history of the church and he didn't even he didn't even come <clears throat> to a faith in Christ in, until his 30s anyway um <clears throat> so a mo- a teacher is motivated to dig to to learn um but <laughs> but uh, routine tasks can bore them uh they they can get intellectual um i'm not primarily teacher motivated but i do have a pretty strong teaching gift and sometimes my wife just looks at me and says too many words <laughs> cuz because, you know, uh, cause I want to explain and I want to expound and I want to convince. And and, and it and, um, people don't always have to have all the theological points lined up correctly. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but a teacher thinks they do. Okay, all right, so they don't take anything at face value. They research it. They can overanalyze it and sometimes they can struggle with intellectual pride they start comparing themselves to others or comparing this teacher to that teacher or this group to that group and that's not healthy all right so let any any questions or comments about teacher and by the way these these uh you may not may, may not feel like well i'm not really gifted as a teacher but you know what you can work in children's church hello Amen. all right you you can you can be a support to lindsay right you can help with youth. You can, you can uh, disciple somebody. You don't have to have a teaching gift to disciple somebody. You just have to be willing to open your life and walk as an encourager, walk alongside of them as a friend. Does that, understand? Does you, does that make sense? Because if you don't know the answer, you know there's somebody you can go to and say. I've done it all the to- all, all my life. I said, call somebody on the phone and say, hey, um, so-and-so is doing this. I don't know, what, what, you know. Somebody's asking this. You're not the be-all, end-all, right? Okay, Amen. All right, Uh, I'm going to go on and encourage her. Exhorts, builds up the body, brings out the best in others like a coach. (laughs) Um, However, here's the however. Um, on the next slide, it says, all right, they can be easily offended when people are not considerate or encouraging towards them. (laughs) Um, That's like the coach Who's you know he's giving instruction and somebody's not paying attention. Okay, laps, you know, or 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 um, what do they call those things where you we oh we we well <laughs> yeah drop and give me ten or those those things where you run in the gym. Oh we hated him suicides. Yeah, how many know what suicides are? In in the gym, <laughs> yeah, there's those lines on the floor, and you have to run all the way to the end of the gym, turn around, run all this way, and and you keep stopping at, at each line. So by the time you've done, by the time you're done doing one suicide, you're absolutely wasted. <laughs> or the, or the or the stairs, the, the risers. Okay, up and down the risers. You ever, you ever have to, all right, sorry. Um, if you've done sports, you you have an idea what I'm talking about. All right, uh, encourager can be over talkative. Oops <laughs>
5: um,
1: um they are they can be sought out they can be they, they, it's the most gregarious <laughs> most gregarious um you know, like the otter just wants to you know everybody get involved, everybody participate, everybody can do it. All right. Um and let's face it, not everybody wants to. Right? And and so sometimes the encourager just I mean it's like, "Oh, just go encourage somebody else." Okay? I don't I don't need to be fixed right now. All right, anyway. Uh, any questions about the encourager? Yes.
2: I, I think that um, some people, if they need encouragement, will seek out an encourager because they're like, hey, I've got this situation and I need to, I need some encouragement. And they may not even go, oh, I'm going to go see an encourager. They just like, they know who has been encouraging in the past or positive or something and they they want to hear from them to help them go to the next place they're supposed to go.
1: That's wonderful. Wonderful. Amen. So think for a minute, who would you go to to be encouraged? Who would you go to to have a question answered? Who would you go to to ask somebody to pray for you? okay? They're in this room. We're the church. They're here. <laughs> Who would you go to if you thought you might <clears throat> you- you wanna find you wanna you're trying to struggle with something is this right? Is this the right right thing or is this wrong? Am I right in the way I'm feeling? You'd go to somebody prophetic right? No, no, you wouldn't. you'd avoid them. Yes, you would. you'd go to somebody prophetic. Can you say "Amen or o oh me all right uh the server the the server uh multiplies efficiency, keeps things moving uh quickly recognizes where a need is, helps and meets those needs looks ahead, can plan for what's needed. natural event planners, keep people on task any how many of you feel... How many can identify with some of that? Let me see. Today I spilled my coffee in the back and I just stared at it and I was like, on oh, and didn't get out <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Thank you, servers. Glory to God. Okay, now the server identifies strongly with what they do to help others but if they're rejected they may feel rejected or they may they may um, they tend not to be very administrative because they're task-driven and they can be irritated when they feel like other people aren't participating or responding all right okay Any uh, anything about a server okay um, let's go on the giver well don't you love giving my wife has a gift of giving and Dennis and um, I'm sure there are others here Paula Paula Barbary has a gift of giving Um, Kim they just know what is the appropriate gift for somebody and the appropriate time and the best way to give it to them I don't have a gift of giving And, and, and you know I'll just sometimes walk up to somebody hey you want this you know, and <laughs> Hey, you wanna read this book? You, you ought to read this book. I'm encouraging you to read this book, you know. And you know, I mean but, but Barbara she, she puts ribbons and puts them in bags. Paula does this, she puts things in bags. She 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 has some extra note note cards and she puts them in a nice little bag and right and, and brings them to <laughs> Um so uh, giving is is there's a joy in giving um there's a there's a a faith that that uh, um believes God and will take the risk because you know sometimes when you give somebody something it may not be the right gift you know what i mean but a giver a giver has that has that release I'm just gonna give it, and you know if they if they enjoy it if they receive it if they use it great if not. But but I have the joy of giving. Anyway, um, imparts resources charitably, generous, uh, donates. Givers are. Um, gosh, we were here Friday night, and I'll mention this probably in my message. But there were some people who drove over an hour and a half to be here while Kendra led worship Friday night. That's not just being interested; that's being committed to seek God and be in His presence. Anyway. <coughs> So we prayed with them. I, I, I really do want to share a little bit about that situation. But anyway, um, so we're here. So um, somebody just reaches in their purse and gives them $35 for, for gas because they hadn't eaten supper. It's just It's just in the moment. Do you understand what I'm saying? In the moment, seeing, oh, I could give to that. I could serve. I could bring a word. I could help or... Um, in a mind that is renewed, you know what I think. I, I think I left off something. Giver, in a, what's the next slide? Tends to have more patience uh, when patience and generosity of others has run out. I think I didn't put that in your. I didn't put that in your outline. Sorry. Um, hence, works well with problem people tends to be frugal, okay, independent, interesting, depending on what their secondary gift is, the giver may have trouble setting boundaries. (laughs) Okay, a mercy extender is blessed if they're married to somebody who's prophetic and has the spiritual gift of discernment. Do you know why? Balance. (laughs) Balance, right. The person who's prophetic, if they're married or joined with in a team or a friendship with somebody who's a mercy, uh, mercy giver, or a teacher or uh, an encourager, that's that's a good gift mix because again they can balance one another. Right? Very very important. All right. So that's why we're going through this so we can we can um, all help one another by obeying God and encourage one another. All right, let's go to... Go ahead. Do you think you can have a gift that's not your personality? Because I have... So like there's a part of
2: me that only happens in the birth of the
1: Lord. If, if I'm not being... You know, if I'm not in His mind, in His presence, it's not in His mind. Well, that's a very good point. Again, the grace of God is the source. And, and the gifts are in the Spirit. They're not in my personality. I have a personality... But sometimes I I really need to just okay, just let your personality come down a little bit because the person I'm relating to right now is gonna be kind of blown away or distracted by my personality. Do you hear what I'm saying? Like a hugger. If a hugger walks up there there are people in this room, don't walk up to them and hug them. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with them. They just like personal space, and so you need to be aware of people's personal space. That's why we ask permission. May I pray with you? I prayed for a number of people last night. Well, I didn't know them, so you know, I asked permission. Can I pray for you? And 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 sometimes, if I feel led to, can I can I lay my hand on you?
5: All right. Anyway,
1: I, anyway, that's a good point. Did that answer your question? Okay. Uh, other questions about serving giving okay ruling how many of you are motivated to bring order to set up structures and systems to create methods how many of you are motivated that way good good yeah i knew that about you when i'm i'm going to tell a story okay so when debbie had been here for a number of months i said debbie i want you to make a list of things that you see that can be corrected or done differently and improved upon. And, and you kind of resisted me. <laughs> because in humility, she didn't, want to be the, she didn't want to be the new person in the church who was telling what was wrong. Do you understand what I mean? But, but having new eyes, and because I just knew in God, and because of your life experience, that you had wisdom, and you would be able to see structures and systems, that's not working. And... Um, I could give a couple examples, but anyway. So I just, I, I just want to say thank, I just want to say thank you. And do you understand? She doesn't have a critical spirit, but it's very, very important that that's why Debbie sits in our elders' meeting. She takes notes, and and we can ask her, okay, what's your perspective on this? It's very important. Everybody understand that? Yes. Glory to God. All right. Thank you, Debbie. this is for the tape
4: Okay. there's one more thing I see about what you just shared we've been talking about women and their place in the church and how if they're married they submit they give their best is what submission really is Uh, and because Debbie is a widow by coming to you as our elder she is in a protected place just like wives are when they submit and listen to their husband and give their husband all they know that helps the situation.
5: That's good, that's
1: good. Good, thank you Gloria. Any other uh, comments or questions? Okay, organizing, seeing systems, um, like a shepherd guiding sheep, um, seeing the big picture, uh, the ability to guide people and develop the big picture gives r- the ruler an assertive, take-charge attitude. <laughs> uh, we did the Myers-Briggs. You know. How many of you have done the Myers-Briggs? So, do you know what your letters are? I think I'm an ENF... What am I? ENFJ? i e- M- ENFJ. <laughs> this is funny. So um, ENFJ is kind of a uh, um, leader-oriented, uh, creative initiator. Um, anyway... <laughs> Oh. So we did this at school. So we got about 40 teachers in the room. And so, every, so everybody's taking it, and then they put up these signs. Okay, ENFJ, ENFP, whatever. And so they said, okay, go to your spot and interact with people who have a similar gifting. <laughs> so out of 40, about 40 teachers, I, I walk up to the group, and there's 16 of us in that group. And most of us are the, are the visual and performing arts people.
4: <laughs>
1: people are creative and used to giving direction, taken charge, planning, organizing, and and uh, it was really funny because the next highest group number was four. There were there was four and there was three and there was two. All the other groups were real small, but boy, us us take charge people, man, there was a lot of us in that room. So maybe maybe that's maybe that's uh, also part of being a teacher. But anyway. You would have thought, all right, got to get off that. Uh, okay, any questions about ruler or any of the other gifts? Yeah.
2: I was just thinking when you said that about being a teacher and being in charge and your giftings, and... Um, I, as a youngest child of nine, um, I was a teacher, and I remember being in my classroom going, if someone doesn't tell them to sit down, they won't, and I guess that's going to be me, and it was just really a, because I was in a kind of a rougher situation from where I was teaching, to student teaching, so it's like knowing that sometimes you have to overcome what you've been taught or trained or positioned that you've been in in your family or whatever uh, or life situation to step into your giftings and have authority in your in your wherever God's put you. I just find that kind of like as a teacher you had to maybe your giftings there, but you have to learn to be the leader. Yeah. You've never had that before.
1: That's really true. All of us all of us have to rely on God's grace. So if it's not a natural gift that uh is motivating you but you see the need, you can ask God for grace and you can grow in that. I got a question. So I noticed under
2: ru- ruler organized or organizational leader, the fourth bullet down it states this is not the same as leadership. What does that mean? Do
1: you want to comment on that?
0: So, leadership is more of a um I would say oftentimes a a position or a certain like or you know, actually a, an authority whereas this is more of a posture like um and so this is more like what you tend to in your in your gift mix. So if you know a ruler person like Pastor White has on there, you have a tendency to want to bring order. You may not necessarily be in a leadership position, but it's this is more related to how your gifts are going to relate to your other gifts and also to other people's gifts as far as like organizing people and bringing things together.
1: I, I just have to stop and say how much I enjoyed that. Did you see what just happened? Okay, so the teacher spoke. And also, um, Nick spoke from a governmental mindset. All right, Do everybody understand what I just said? So, so when we when it says it's not uh, the the same as a gift of leadership, that's more governmental, okay? And and where as opposed to what this is is more, I like what you said, positional. It's it's again it's that that motivational thing. Thank you. Comments? Questions?
2: Well, I was going to say that the same way that I might not be a leader in my classroom i have to take the leadership role so i would have to step like what he said i'm not the leader of the school or the church but if i'm in charge of a classroom i have to
1: do it it's it's really so true some of you are in administrative positions you're responsible for money or schedules or organizing and and maybe around you in 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 the uh in the employment situation or the friendship situation that gift is lacking it's maturity in you to step up. Does everybody hear what I'm saying? It may not be something you want to do. In fact, there's lots of examples of of, uh, in history people doing something they didn't want to do and they didn't feel was their primary gifting, but God put them in that position. And so they turned to Him. And you see, it is our dependence upon Him and the power of the Holy Spirit that works through us that makes it work. I just want to
2: add that If you're a parent, you are a leader.
1: If you're a parent, you are a leader. Well, if you're a parent, you need all these gifts, don't you? (laughs) And um, how many of you read the book Love Languages? You know, love languages. Okay, so people are, you know, people are, they express their love by giving, or they express their love by um, spending time together, or they they feel loved through words of affirmation, um, or they feel love by physical touch. So if you if you hi come on in if you know if you know somebody's love language it's it's it helps to love the, the person in the language so you're not speaking German and they're hearing French right but on, on the on the other hand um, you are naturally motivated to express love to somebody out of out of your own love language so if if you love giving gifts to somebody that's probably part of your love language all of this works together. All right, but it's much more than just personality. That's the point. It's much more than just um you know um um I'm a uh, anyway, it's much more than just personality. All right, I got I want to I want to finish this up because it is a workshop. Mercy in a mind that is renewed sympathizes, feels compassion, grace and comfort. Um um they might be a nurse, they might be a a a doctor, they might be a um, a counselor, like the giver, this gift has a large amount of patience and grace. They listen. A, a nurse has to do intake. Where's Kim? A nurse has to take has to do intake. Don't you? You have to be able to ask questions and hear what what a person's need is. The, look, the reason the reason we're going through the workshop and, and the gifts of, of the Holy Spirit is because we want to be more effective in praying for people. And so sometimes God will give you a, a word of knowledge. God will give you uh, a, a word of faith uh, or wisdom, and and so you think you know how to approach somebody or what to say to them.
5: But um,
1: sorry, uh, whatever I was going to say, just absolutely left. Um, good morning. Sometimes we know what we're going to say to somebody. Oh, I know what it was. But intake. But it's entirely appropriate before you briefly pray for somebody to ask them, where does it hurt? How long have you been hurting? Have you been prayed for before? I mean, those simple three questions can be very helpful. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Because if they say, oh, I've had this problem all my life, that's one thing. If they say, oh, yeah, I've I've, I've never been prayed for. I've never shared it with anybody. Uh, uh, and then... Because you don't know, there may be unconfessed sin that's hindering the person. They may have offenses or unforgiveness towards somebody. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? So all of this comes into play, and that's why we we are eager for spiritual gifts and why we are pursuing love, and especially that we may prophesy. Can you say amen? Alright, so we started off this morning, and there were several testimonies of people who prayed for somebody or received prayer this weekend, Um and uh, so, let me just ask it again. Anybody have anybody have anything you want to share, even from being in here this morning? Some, God is is helping you in some way or speaking to you in some way. Anybody have anything they'd like to share? Jamie.
2: Um Well, about three weeks ago. Patty came up to Stephanie and I and asked us to pray for her, and I had never prayed for someone else before, so I was kind of like, oh, what, this is happening, wow, (laughs) and uh, so Stephanie led the way, and she prayed over her first, and then she asked me, well, Jamie, you know, is there anything that you're feeling like you want to say, and it just poured out of me, and I was so, like, surprised, you know, but I just followed, and with Stephanie kind of her example and then boom before you know it I was doing it and then people were praying over me and it was awesome
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that good good any other uh, testimony stories questions comments Maury how was your week it was good did you get into that book a little bit Did it stir up anything? There's a lot of information, isn't there? Yeah. Any anything you want to share?
5: Um, there is is a part in it about deliverance. Um, and that's really been staring in my heart the last couple months. Um, so it was just really encouraging to kind of expand my knowledge on that, um, and kind of dig into that and learn more about it. Um just all the different sides of deliverance and how important it is to make sure that, you know, you are operating Totally with just the Holy Spirit and not letting any other um, spirits kind of be involved in that kind of realm of operation. So it's just really interesting. It was really convicting just making sure that, you know, I am not, I'm making sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and making sure that I'm pouring into the Lord and seeking the Lord and letting him pour into me. Um and yeah, this is good. A lot of wisdom. Thank you.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Um It's just such a joy to see people begin to step out and know, Oh God can use me, God can speak through me, God can heal somebody through me god can God can can move in my heart with a, a, a level of compassion that I've, I've, I don't have naturally. God can give through me. God can help me to organize or or to to set up a system that will that will help people be able to function better together. God can do through us things that we can't do on our own. That's called grace. And it's so exciting. Can we can we take a minute and just worship him and give him thanks for his grace? Let's just thank him. Lord, thank you for the gift. Thank you. Go ahead, you thank him. I'm thanking him. You thank him. Lord, thank you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you. For Revelation for teaching and instruction, for encouragement, for serving and giving, it, for leading. It, Lord, thank you, thank you, Lord, for prophecy. Thank you for spiritual gifts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, look, I, I want to. Uh, how many of you play golf or tennis? Okay. The the thing about tennis or golf, there's so many things to remember. Right, Leonard. There's so many things that go through your mind. Good morning. So so when you're standing there with a golf club looking down at the ball, and, and it, you know, if you've had a little bit of instruction, you're thinking, okay, how is my back? Where's my weight? Uh, am I straight? Um, where, where's my hands? How's my grip? I mean, and the more you think about all that, what happens to your golf swing, Justin? <laughs> Out the window. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, So, look. The purpose of the workshop is not so. When you are, when when the time comes, like in a minute, when we can pray for one another, the purpose of that time is not to go through everything. Okay, what did he say about what did he say about sir? What does the scripture say about? Don't do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do what Maury said. Lean back in the Holy Spirit. Lean back. Rest in Him. Wait on Him and allow Him to be God. He wants to heal. He wants to encourage. He wants to deliver. He wants to give and, and motivate to serve. He has all of that. And He wants to do some of it right now. So, I'm going to pray over you, and I'm going to ask you, go ahead and take some time. This is what we, this is how we closed last week. Go ahead and take some time and, and see, should I pray for somebody? Is there somebody who needs a word? Um, is there something I need to be involved in? Father, in the name of Jesus, release the Holy Spirit to a greater measure among us for the manifestation of Your power, Your healing, Your speaking, Your moving in us. Lord, we welcome You, and we eagerly desire spiritual gifts in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you take some minutes together and be the church? Amen.